Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Plot Lines. I'm your host, Connor. Um, so today we're uh, we're getting into things. Uh, we're going to be talking about how the Rings of Power can be done well, basically, or sort of how the Second Age could have been done well. So I want this to be sort of a very interactive uh, episode. If you guys will be jo- would uh, join me in the comments and uh, let me know what you guys are thinking, what's in your mind, uh, like how how do you imagine this should go, and then we'll just talk about some of the facts of the Second Age, and then we'll kind of go from there, and we'll talk about different things that if you were doing a TV show, if you were doing a second age middle earth show instead of the way the rings of power did it we could do it a different way we could do it in a way that is more faithful to tolkien's ideas we could also do it sort of in a way that um that you know just in a way that makes much more sense if that makes sense But yeah, so I'm going to give a little uh, a minute or so to let people get in, uh, and then I'll bring up my stuff, and then we'll get started. Uh, I'm going to be in Texas Symposium, which is exciting. I expect some really interesting content from to come out of that. Uh, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but there'll be some interviews, hopefully, that will come out of it. And uh, you guys will get to see some of that. And hopefully, you know, with me being on at, a, at the symposium, it will be, you know, in-person content. Can you guys hear me? That's cool, cool keeper. So, oh, they're Mormons. Interesting. Uh, that that's interesting to know. Um, is the stream okay? Just let me know if it, I'm. It seems like it's not working properly, but I could be wrong. Um. Anyways, so uh, we got, uh, I think the best strategy for a Rings of Power show, or a, um, I guess, let's not even call it a Rings of Power show. It's a Second Age Middle Earth uh, Sauron show, because basically Sauron is the big, big bad guy overall. He is the one manipulating everyone. He is the one trying to ruin everything. He is the bad guy. In some ways, he is almost more the bad guy in the second age than he is in the third age because he is way less powerful, you know, way less influential in the third age. Or, yeah, in the third age. It's mostly just his spirit. It's mostly his uh, minions that are active. He is not amongst everyone. He is not pretending to be this fair figure. He is, you know, um, not as aggressive. Now, now I was thinking 
that a good way to start this, uh, this, you know, this TV show off would be to have a, um, basically, I like the idea of having an intro where it explains what just happened, that there was a, you know, battle between Morgoth. And, you know, I kind of like the beginning of Rings of Power in that sense, where there's this big epic description of Sauron, you know, what Sauron was doing previously and how there was war and now, you know, everyone thinks it's gone and that sort of thing. So that was kind of good. I mean, I don't think Galadriel is a good person to focus on. I actually think it's really it would be a really good idea to start with Elrond and Elros sort of in the in the um, in the early years before Elros leaves to go to Numenor with the Numenorians or to build Numenor and Elrond uh, and him, we can get a little bit of an idea on the different temperaments of sort of the of the race of men and the race of elves. And then we've get, we got this sort of this connection. We got this connection. Then we can have the dwarves leave Arid Luin, the Blue Mountains, and they can go to Moria. They can go on an expedition. I think that would be really interesting to have a uh, mostly mostly elvish uh, mission. You know, maybe Celebrimbor could go with them. That would be kind of an interesting because Celebrimbor is allied with the dwarves and uh, gets to know them very well. So it'd be interesting if you know their quest, which they find Mithril, because it's interesting. So in the show, it's Mithril is like just being found, and it seems like the uh, second age has been going on forever. But the reason the dwarves go to um, to go to Moria is because they know they've learned Mithril is there. They know what they're looking for. They know that they're gonna find Mithril. Uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna find it. And then they're going to mine it, and then they're going to build beautiful halls and this beautiful land. I think that would be a really good story, because the best the best people to focus on are the immortals or close to it. Dwarves live really long, so you can have them be have interesting stories that might be concrete. I guess in in some ways, you can definitely have a more concrete story or more a story that engul- that is much longer with the dwarves that takes uh, time over the, cro- over the course of sort of a few hundred years, you know, because dwarves live that long. Now you could do that with men too, but we don't know as much about the Numenorians in the beginning or even in the, near the middle. Now, I think you can have sort of run-ins with men. You could have run-ins with men on the shores, you know, they're uh, interacting with, um, they're interacting with the elves. They can't go west, so they go east. They uh, vis- they'll visit Gilgalad. We can build the sort of the, these, you know, some maybe family lines, you know, sort of 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 the um, of the elf friends of the faithful, because that's really what sort of the Numenorean side, the Numenorean side of the story is between the faithful and the kingsmen, those who are interested in power and those who are interested in submitting themselves to how the world is meant to be seen the world or how how they're i guess their proper place in the world they are they are different than elves so they can't be immortal even even if they want to be you know it's easy to watch is it's like the grass is always greener it's easy to look at the elves and say oh they live forever but they also experience the most trauma in some ways if you think about it 
which is kind of horrific in some ways. Which so of the elves, we got Celeborn, Galadriel, Bilad, Curedan. If there, if somebody, if I'm missing some uh, specific, someone specific, let me know. But I think that's the major ones. And that's the real ones that we need to sort of have the story around. It's so interesting that the Rings of Power cut out Kyrdan and Celeborn, basically, which I think is uh, a huge mistake. I mean, Celeborn is sort of shows up eventually, but there's no real reason. Um, there's no real reason to cut him out. It doesn't make any sense. He's uh, Celeborn's just as important. Kyrdan is also he's the most wise. He would be the counselor to Gilgalad. He would be his dearest ally. He's more like a father figure to Gilgalad still remaining. I mean, Kyrdan's kind of everyone's father figure. But I guess, but Kyrdan could be mediating around these different factions because Elrond is sort of, is the youngster. He's the one that doesn't know as much. You know, you can have him start off that way. And with elves, you can sort of, you can keep the same actors because they're immortal. They don't have to age that much. With men, you can't really do that, so you can't tell as long or as long stories. But that's why, really, the men the men story can come in at like the men story can basically come in once with the Numenorians coming to the rescue of the elves in the war of, of the elves and Sauron, which would be pretty epic. Because if you think about it, if you have if you don't really have much experience with the men, basically Elros goes away especially the Numenorians, you see him go away. He, he's not hes not a king at, the mo- at that moment, or he's just a baby king, basically. You know, he's only been a king for just a little bit of time. And then you, and then at the end, you see the navy of the Numenorians coming to the rescue of the elves off the coast of Linden. And you're just, you can be just amazed. They can, they can, or they could really show just this amazing, armada that's coming to save the elves and it could be kind of similar to the eagles you know in some ways it's the it's the drama of being rescued by someone you don't know is going to be able to rescue you anyway so but so we have the dwarves go to moria and what what uh yeah yeah anyways so interesting thing about uh Celeborn is he does not like the dwarves very much and that's because he uh experienced the death of of um of the king of the Sindar um Elway I can't his um I his name is one of his names is Elway (laughs) I uh sometimes I don't remember uh it's hard to keep track of all the multiple names of elves but he can be sort of this anti-dwarf faction in some ways, you know, not not evil. He can just be somebody that doesn't is untrusting of the dwarves. And Galadriel can sort of temper his uh, frustrations with the dwarves because she. So since Galadriel and Celebrimbor are of the Noldor, they like elves much more, and so or not elves, they like dwarves much more. Gilgalad will like the dwarves much more too. It's so it's such a shame that he's so untrustworthy in this in the show. And what could be done is you could make up other elves that have different personalities that are more 
more dangerous. You could have small kingdoms or uh, elves try and take up arms against the the king of the Noldor, the high king. And you could do a lot of interesting things with that. I just don't know why you like why take the characters that everyone does know and turn them into something they're not. It seems incredibly ludicrous to do something like that. It seems ridiculous. But yes, so so basically we have the dwarves and maybe Celebrimbor because I think that would be a really fun story. See Celebrimbor and the dwarves go out find Moria or or found Moria in some ways and um, begin their work. And that would make sense why Celebrimbor would set up his post of Aregian. And then you have eventually you can, you can do little stories. You could do a story about how Mordor was created and that can involve um, sort of other elves that you create that have some level of importance because you always need characters that aren't going to survive. And that's kind of the thing is because Tolkien only sets out the specific elves that pretty much always survive uh, the fir- you know throughout, the, throughout a lot of the time, you don't really get as much drama. You won't get that much in the Second Age because the Second Age isn't as fully formed in that way. It's not as detailed. And I think, unfortunately, that's one of the reasons why they went with that type of story with the Rings of Power. But the thing is, they took the characters and then they changed their stories. The key is, if you want other stories to be told, take the story or, or take the characters you have, tell their stories. And within that, you tell other people, other elves or other characters' stories within that and their relationship and maybe downfalls of small kingdoms and stuff like that. But you have to keep to the lore. And I think that's the best thing. But anyway, so you have all these Elvis stories. And I think the first season probably would be um, basically the forging of the rings, which makes sense. You start with the forging of the rings and maybe some... uh, disputes between the dwarves and the elves and stuff like that and then as well as maybe throughout the uh throughout the time you also get the nazgul getting created or maybe you wait till that till after i guess that would also make sense to wait after so basically the end of this first season ends with celebrimbor being killed in a region and and then you start off the next season with elrond uh, creating Imladris as a place to hide, if if that works. Now, and then you basically have the next season go through to the point where you get to Tar Minister of the Numenor- of the Numenorians coming in with the uh, of coming with the uh, what is it coming with his ships to defeat Sauron. And then uh, Sara now knows that men, that the uh, Numenorians are really the threat to his people now, or to his power, I guess, not his people. So that, so that's kind of uh, the first two seasons. And I think you could do a lot with that. And if you, if everyone really likes this sort of this spitballing episode, I will make a really detailed first season kind of thing i'll break out i'd be willing to do like seasons episodes where i break down okay 
here's how I would do the first season. This is like almost kind of, um, I guess it would be fan fiction or um, something like that. Something that really feels like it's a full story. I'm not entirely sure how I would do that. And I um, welcome, I would be welcome to any suggestions in that. Um, if you, if any of you want to throw out how you would like to see that be done, I would be happy to um, take that into consideration. Now, so this basically leaves a uh, Sauron who has to figure out how he's going to win. He needs to figure out a way to win because he's already tried to manipulate the elves. And I was thinking after, um, after Celebrimbor's death, also with the dwarves, I was thinking you could also have sort of um, with them getting the rings, there could be some civil war sort of. You could, because the rings are manipulating them and making them, um, you know, sort of uh, greed, more greedy than they already are. And with that, the dwarves could be struggling over power because Tolkien says that the dwarves aren't really able to be um, manipulated as easily. But that doesn't mean that certain dwarves don't get manipulated. That could be an opportunity to share how certain dwarves in, um, in sort of Durin's line, you know, become maybe evil dwarves because I could see that being an interesting, um, you know, an interesting story, just like the petty dwarves uh, from the first age, you could easily have a story like that. Now, now that's kind of, uh, that's kind of what the dwarves would be doing. I mean, the dwarves eventually do stand with the, um, with the new, with the Numenorians or whatever or with the elves and the, I think, well, the men of the West, it's not really the Numenorians when they fight them. But anyways, so now we have the Numenorians. The next season could be the Numenorians, which is basically, would be Arpharazon, Muriel, Amandil, Isildur, Anarion, and, you know, other characters that you might, that one might create to fill gaps in that storyline. and. Uh, so this is the sort of they uh, have um, they have risen, uh, they have grown the empire. They have become more un uh, unwilling to uh, work with the elves. The Numenorians are restless and want immortality. They're they you know you could have sort of this uh, monologue or this uh, this uh, these flashbacks to d different problems going on with the with the uh, race of men with the Numenorians and then basically they've also grown to the heights they are colonizing different parts of Numenor so Pelargir and then uh, Umbar and there's some there's one also in Eriador as well so you get that grandiose situation Tar Palantir, maybe you could have moments where Tar Palantir has set things right, and then he has died, left Muriel in charge, and Arpharazon takes takes power. Now that means so with Arpharazon taking power, he is the leader of the Kingsmen, and uh, the the faithful are now on the outs. Arpharazon eventually, by at the end of the season, Arpharazon invades Middle Earth. 
and uh, attack. Basically, all of Sauron's soldiers flee, and Sauron is taken captive. Now that that would be the end, and I think, or the end of that that um that season. I don't know how many much the elves would figure in, and the dwarves wouldn't necessarily be at much of a focus. I think you'd really have to stay stick with a, a very mannish focused episode or season. I think there should be elves, maybe the messengers of the Valar should be coming to tell them to turn back, to stop in their ways, but that's not going to go well. It, it never does, unfortunately. And, and then you can also have some things with the eagles, the Lord of the Eagles, and then now you have Sauron. You can have Sauron taking full control. The next season can be the drama of court. You can have maybe some, you know, sort of purges where maybe some of the uh, some of the um, some of the faithful get purged from the government. There's maybe spats. Basically, you have uh, you went you go into like Henry the Eighth style uh, um, reign. Basically, our Farazan is upending everything that he can upend. He's taking out anybody that could prevent him from doing what he wants. The people become more and more greedy and that sort of thing. It really would become just like it'd be pretty dark. You know, there's child sacrifice i i would i would assume that that would be kind of left off screen hopefully but that is one of those things that um you know that would be a part of this part of the story now sar now maybe sauron's last thing is that like he gets to that point that's and now we have the full corruption of men men have fully fallen into uh the grips of Sauron and Amandil decides to sail west, basically, to even though he's breaking the um, he's breaking the the, uh, the ban of banned by the Valar, and he decides to sail west. And we never hear what happens to him. We don't know what happens. Now, it's inter- it will be more interesting for people who don't know the st- story of Arendil. Ar- Though we that could be told to, I'm not sure if that would be more interesting if sort of the audience didn't really know the story of Arendil or Arendil. Sorry. Now, the next part, in my opinion, the next season would basically be uh, the building up and the inv- the attempted invasion of Valinor by the Numenorians, and then and then the other part of the plot, the good guys are prepping and making their way to um to basically uh back to middle earth so you can have sort of uh anarian and a soldier on one on some boats going east into founding gondor eventually and um and they and then um elendil uh arrives in linden and meets with Gilgalad and now we have the elves and the men together and that's kind of, that's how we end that season i think that's is that five seasons or is that four seasons so the first season 
rings of power, creations of the rings of power, the destruction of Regian, killing of Telebrimbor. Uh, second season is the um, the war of Are- of Ariador and the arrival of the men. The the third oh yeah I think that's the fifth season. So the third season is the is men building up yeah building up their forces and maybe the beginning of Tal Tar Palantir's reign ends in the middle and then our Farazan rises and our Farazan ca- uh, captures uh, Sauron. Sauron comes back. Then the fourth season is Sauron taking control fully of the hearts of men. And then fifth season is the fall of Numenor and the cre- and the landing on Middle-earth by the, the faithful. Now, the faithful create the new kingdoms of Arnor and Gondor, and you can go through all of that, relationships with the elves, and you can see how sort of men and elves work together, and you can then see the rise of a Sauron that is no longer beautiful and, um, you know, fair, but a, a scary uh, warlord, dark lord, who will come and utterly obliterate you. And, you know, instead of just sort of, I mean, it's very much today, the Anatar, the Lord of Gifts, who, which was Sauron's uh, uh, name, when he was fair, when he was uh, when he was pretending to be a good guy, is really how evil works as we see it the day to day. It's hidden. It's covered with beautiful words. It is this, you know, it's it's that sort of thing. Now, now that now that's more easy to understand. I think, in some sense, today it helps us understand. What we that we need to be aware that we need to be mindful of what we do, who we who we spend our time with, who we who we um who we trust. You know, the Lord God is the one that we need to trust most of all. And and that's really what the Numenorians, the faithful, learn. That's what the faithful learn. They learn to be faithful to the Valar, and those who are not get crushed. Yes, Corey, the the story should be much more the way Tolkien wrote it. I'm just pointing out how you might adapt how Tolkien might how Tolkien set it up because really the the point would be is this is an adaptation. All of this stuff that's what that's why you would put Tolkien's work on television or in a movie. You would want to make it make it as best as you can to what he desired with his themes and wanting to sort of show it in a different medium. You want you want Tolkien's works to be Tolkien's works. You just want to be able to help maybe fill in the gaps if you need to. I mean that uh, I. If I was in the situation, it's not like it'd be amazingly fun. I mean, in some ways, it would be fun to to fill in the gaps. But I'd also, you know, I I know that I'm not as good as Tolkien. I know I can't fill in the gaps as well as he would, or you know, that's you know that sort of thing. 
Yeah, it's true. I, yeah, I what well, I think, uh, Corey, I think the reason they didn't buy the rights is because the Tolkien estate wasn't wasn't willing to sell them the rights. So, um, I mean, maybe they would now, but Christopher Tolkien was in charge of the Tolkien estate at the time. And basically, he, uh, he was not willing to part with those rights. I mean, they already made the, the Lord of the Rings movies. So, so basically, selling them the rights to, to basically those and the appendices w- is basically nothing. It's basically the same thing that they've already done. Uh, Christopher already saw that, you know, in his opinion, now I think the movies are great, but in his opinion that, you know, they weren't great. At least that's my understanding. And I mean, Tolkien probably wouldn't be that impressed. Tolkien wasn't impressed by people who, you know, used his work. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that contractually, interesting enough, the rings, the Amazon is not allowed to change anything. Uh, Christopher's death is the reason that the show is um, basically as bad as it is because he wasn't able to um, hold Amazon to their agreement. And Simon Tolkien, his son, doesn't seem to have any interest in um, keeping to his grandfather's storytelling. So it's it's just kind of a shame. But yes, they. The thing is, Christopher's on. It was untrusting, and it seems to be that he was right to not trust Amazon. And Tolkien in, himself was untrusting of pretty much everyone. It's strange though that he still sold the rights at some point uh, to uh, to Lord of the Rings to be made into. An, I think they were made by, made into anime animated movies so it's just kind of strange i think that's kind of contradictory but you know everyone has contradictory elements in their life unfortunately that's just kind of how we are sometimes we hold to our principles exactly and sometimes we don't but yeah so the this season you could either break it up into two well i guess what could happen is basically you end this sixth season i think it's sixth season you end it with the siege of um i think it's osgiliath where uh isildur goes off to to bring his father and um and anarian is holding the line and then the next season is basically the war it's basically the war of the last alliance with elves and men coming together with dwarves as well and you can have the inner politics of the different ways the different king or kingdoms of elves work because not everybody worked very swimmingly with uh gilgalad he tried to you know have things being maintained in one you know sort of in one uh in uh, under one chain of command but you know the i think the the elves of Lothlorien or Lorien or whatever it was called. Um, and the elves of the woodland realm just wouldn't listen. And they got themselves killed, you know, messed up in battle pretty badly, um, which is really a shame. And that's where the dead marshes come from and that sort of thing. Now, uh, 
but yeah so that's kind of the the general situation and then you end you know you end the season with the fall of sauron you could either stop it with the cutting off of the one ring which is a more sort of hopeful i guess element in some ways or you could end it with the gladden fields and that would be kind of a crummy way in some ways i mean this sort of series kind of has to end in a really depressing way because evil endures and that's just and that's why we have the third age stories which i actually think is um a tv show for the third age would have been much more interesting now i think there's much more detail that i could go into this sort of storytelling and how how this could have been done differently but I really think, you know, setting things up in this store, this, uh, this way where at least we know kind of how each season would have looked. Cause it's strange to me that they have such poor, uh, a poor setup. They, I mean, isn't it supposed to only go five seasons? I just gave you, I think six seasons of nonstop sort of epic story moments they started in the show with with almost ending it i mean we don't we haven't seen the last episode of the of the season but basically ending it with the creation of mordor which really isn't that important for anybody's characters there's no there's no character there's nothing important about that as a character moment i mean that's really just uh important for sauron and since we don't know who Sauron is at the moment, like, who cares? There's just no point of this story. The best thing that the Southland people who are made up, they could have just ran away, but they didn't because they're idiots. And everyone's an idiot in this in the in the Rings of Power because because the writers are idiots. You you really, you know, one of the stupidest things about the show is the sea is always right. It's like that's a really dumb motto it it's really stupid there's a lot of Numenor I mean a lot like at least a few episodes took place on uh in Numenor uh I actually think they'll probably do more Numenor, Numenor uh, in the Amazon show than I just set up for, for them to do. I mean, I just set up only like two seasons for that. You know, that in that, you know, that that actually is probably more more episode or more sort of time. Or sorry, less time that though mine would be like two seasons of straight Numenorians, Basically. Actually, maybe I had three. Never mind. Okay, uh, I probably had more Numenor. They will probably have the destruction of Numenor, like maybe next season. But then again, they haven't done the Rings of Power. Yeah, I mean, they're... They haven't done the Rings of Power yet, which doesn't make a lot of sense. They really should have the Rings of Power created and Numen or Anatar's attempt to corrupt the elves and the you know that sort of thing 
That should have happened a long time ago. And it's just really confusing, though. I don't know. And then the fact that nobody dies when uh, Sauron or when um, or uh, Mount Doom blows up and like literally nobody dies. It's absolutely ridiculous. And they make they're trying to make us think Isildur is dead. There's no way he's dead. They're literally doing the same thing that where Aragorn fell off the fell off that cliff in uh, the um, two towers. They're just going to have the horse go back and save him, pick him up and bring him back. It's a bit ridiculous. But, you know, that's just the mentality. They're just derivative. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But do you mean, Corey, do you mean right now in the show? I mean, it's weird because Palantir, Tar Palantir is still alive for no for no apparent reason, which I don't know what. It seems just really bad, bad, bad prep. You know, they're kind of just, they're just prepping or they're preparing us for um, for either boring storylines or just confusing storylines. They're just they they've put everyone kind of in the wrong places, and then you know it's not made for book people that's for sure because if it was they'd um they'd be trying to follow that and they would be giving everyone sort of the um yeah timeline doesn't make sense but yeah they'd be giving people what they want they'd be giving them the story and you know even if you knew what was going to be happening i mean the rings of the lord of the rings if you read the books you know you knew what was going to happen in the movies i feel like they want to subvert your expectations even though the point of doing the rings of power would be to do them as Tolkien had them. That's true. Yeah. Corey, you should watch the, our, my, uh, review episodes. Uh, the, it's in the description, the, um, the playlist for all the reviews. So check that out. If you want more of that, I interviewed, uh, I interviewed multiple different people per episode to discuss sort of individual episodes and where we're at but you know but yeah if anybody has any questions about anything that i would do to make the timelines work or you know how you know how characters should be portrayed you know in this in a tv show that i would make or a storyline or have you know i don't know just let me know i'd be happy to answer any of those questions but now i but i really do think having elros and elrond you know having a few moments in the in the first season in the very beginning of the show to basically give an idea on the relationship between uh, the half elvens basically between the uh, the elf that or the you know, descendants of basically um, the Maiar elves and men and that sort of thing, and sort of show how the relationship they have, as well as how uh, sort of how they go different routes and how those routes meet different ends. Because and then what sort of is created by Elros? What sort of what is the byproduct? What is the eventual? Um, creation and how that eventually helps the elves and or how you know how why does elrond care that 
about men? I guess that should be really the question that you can answer by having his brother, the fact that his brother chooses to be a man and all these different experiences. I feel like given the Lord of the Rings, you should be, you should sort of have an understanding of that if you do a story in the second age. Elrond should be the main character amongst the Elrond and Celebrimbor. And I guess you can have Galadriel probably too, but in a very different manner. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, Elrond is a descendant of very important people. Um, hi, Tori Chad. Hi, Tori Chad asks, is it worth watching because I've got Prime on free trial? Um, it's not really worth watching. I think the fun, like, there are ske sketches on uh, YouTube that are much more funny about the Rings of Power uh, TV show than anything else. I think you can find a lot more enjoyable parts of that through that. I mean, if you're uh, willing to endure feminism, basically, uh, and really ridiculous sto uh, story setup, I don't think it's worth watching. I'm really watching because I can tell you guys about it. And then, you know, you, if you don't want to, you don't have to watch it. But it's, you know, if you're going to just be frustrated entirely by how terrible they don't stick to Tolkien's storylines and stuff like that, because at the end of the day, I'm just kind of rooting for all of the characters to die because they're so annoying, that sort of thing. Like, it, it's probably not worth watching. But yeah, Elrond should be a valued member of the court. And Gilgalad should be, you know, he is a lord. Elrond is definitely a lord. I don't, in the prime show, he's not treated like a lord, which is doesn't make sense. He's plenty a lord in my book in and in the Tolkien's works. Uh, every time we see him. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Corey, there aren't a lot of even good action scenes. It's just the show is banal. The show is utterly banal. It is so boring. It is so slow. And it doesn't really feel like you're leading up to much either. And it's just illogical. I mean, uh, everyone, like half the characters should be dead right now. And they're not for really no apparent reason. But yeah, if I can, if, you know, if, if you don't want to endure, um, I almost think watch literally the first, like first scenes of the, of the first episode. Cause there's like beautiful images from the first, uh, from the, uh, from the first age basically. And then once the, once that's over, just stop You're you don't need to watch that much more. Anyways, yeah. So that's sort of it. Um, if you guys also want me to do maybe a second age and earth or, or sorry, third age and early third age show, like what if a third age show was made? You know how how would that look season by season? That sort of thing. I'd be willing to do that also. 
uh, maybe a first first age thing too. But anyways, I could do a more dramatized version of it, sort of set set it up, you know, episode by episode, and maybe um, create like a script or something if you guys wanted to see that. And I could just either um, I could just put that out there, and I could go through it and that sort of thing. If that sounds like a fun a fun idea for a show, but I'm really you know I'm really open to a lot of different ideas. If you guys want still uh, Tolkien content or, um, you know, stuff that's in Tolkien's world, you know, that I could really do. Cause I'm, you know, I, I enjoy the content like that men of the West does or nerd of the ring does, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, they do good. Like um, what if this one thing was changed sort of what ifs, but, you know, if you want something more, you know, sort of a, an adaption, that kind of thing in, um, in the stories that Tolkien doesn't fully finish. If you find that interesting, just let me know in the comments in the live chat. Um, but yeah, so Galadriel should really ask, act more like a mother and more like a lady, a noble lady. And, 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 you know, she's definitely a sorceress. She's, you know, definitely powerful, but her power is much more like the way Luthien is powerful. She's much more sort of, um, I guess, I don't know how to describe Galadriel's power, but she's definitely more like, she's not swords, she's more magic, she's more knowledgeable, like her her counsel is more effective, people should listen to her. They're, Galadriel should not be listened to by anyone in the, t in the current TV show in the Rings of Power. That would be really cool, Corey, the, seeing the uh, Feanor um, getting t struck down by the Belrogs and his sons scattering them. Because it's interesting how Belrogs kind of get fought more um, in uh, the stories and, you know, get beaten more easily, sort of, it seems. Sometimes it feels like Gandalf had a much harder time killing one Belrog, even though they fight others. Yeah, Kate Blanchett played Galadriel well. Yeah. So, anyways, so that's kind of that's this episode um, for you. Uh, if there's anything else, let me know in the last in the next couple minutes, and I can answer anything. But other than that, I will um, I will let you guys go. Um, thank you all for watching. Now, if you guys want to support the channel, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. And um, if you uh, if you're in need of a rosary, please go down in the bottom in the description, click Bishop Sheen Rosaries, and um, and you get use plotlines ten to get ten percent off of all your purchases, and that's a way to to support the show. Anyways, yeah. So in the description, there's the playlist for the for my uh, review show of the rings of power. If you want to, if you've watched the show or haven't watched the show and, and want to get caught up or want to learn, you know, how bad it is, you know, feel free to watch that. That's, you know, one of the reasons why I do it. That's one of the reasons why I think it's a uh, good source of fun and we have in entertaining guests and stuff like that. And hopefully we'll, we'll get more 
more guests in the future and stuff like that and maybe some special guests but um i think the episodes with darren and i uh with darren or with me explaining to darren what's happening and his reactions are very entertaining to me at least so hopefully you guys find those entertaining um but yeah um keep watching for uh later or i guess next week and in the weeks to come for content where you know i'm in person with the guests and those are going to be fun uh you know with me being in texas for the symposium it's going to be awesome yep so so thank you